1: free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on that's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert
2: now that we've got a week under our belt of spring practice who could excel who could be the story coming out of spring camp
1: freezing
0: temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast
2: Yes.
3: You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your
2: team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every single Wednesday as we celebrate War Report Wednesday, Mike G. of the War Rapport. It was a tease. This first week of spring practice rolls around Mike G. And then all the kids go off the spring break. I forgot spring break was even a thing. And so now we're just sitting here. We're like, okay, well, spring will continue. We'll get more football in a moment. But I think it'd be fun to take this time with us together as we talk about this football program. And we'll talk about basketball in a bit. But all right, we've got some data. We've got some data. And I think some things you can put stock into and some things you can. It's the first week, brand new coaching staff. Uh, it's the first week of spring practice. I mean, there's a lot of factors here that I think it's easy to dismiss. But still, with the information that we have, who are now some winners that we can kind of project over the course of the next few weeks for the remainder of spring practice? And, and I think we talked about a big one going into spring was Holden Gurner. He will not be on my list Today, Mike, Mm, mm. I think the biggest one, and I just want your raw reaction. You do not know where I'm going with this. I think Kay and Lee has a chance to be the winner of spring practice. Mm, Okay.
0: I like that one. I like that. I like that pick. Um, You know, a lot of these guys, these young guys have a chance in a new system. When there's a new coaching staff, Zach, there's an opportunity to just kind of reset. Um, I'm not saying what you, anything you did before doesn't matter. Uh, but certainly it matters more what you do going forward. And so Kane sure. definitely has a, has an opportunity to make a big jump uh, here. How are yeah, we doing and, this? Are you doing what I'm doing? One?
2: Yeah, we'll just talk about Kane for a second and, right. and why. I mean, I think, I think the battle opposite DJ James is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how this staff is going to like Nehemiah Pritchett. I was asked this on another show. Like, could Nehemiah mm-hmm. Pritchett be the guy that's like takes the biggest step? Like, I don't think Nehemiah Pritchett's as bad as most people do. I think he was used poorly. I don't think he was used, like, in a way to, like, exercise his skills and exercise his talents. I think he's a bump-and-run dude who was really, really fast. He talked about that. You you guys asked, like, every player over the, the summer, like, who the fastest player that was. And was almost, all of them there. Said, yeah, almost all of them said Nehemiah, right. And I, I don't know, like, if playing him off ball was really the way to do that. Mike G, I, I think you put fast guys on the line and bump them. And so we'll see, but man, every time I talk to somebody that was, that is at the entire practice, apparently these coaches just rave about Kay and Lee. And I, I just, I think that's very, very exciting. I think we've seen Hugh Freeze be loyal to his guys. Mm -hmm. And as far as the cornerback room, the only guy he's brought in right now is Kay and Lee. And I just think there's a really solid chance that he could be the winner when it's all said and done and be a starting corner as a freshman in the SEC.
0: Yeah, apparently Kane is staying off uh, Hugh Freeze's infamous list <laughs> as well, <laughs> right. too. Uh, I've heard that. Um, I've, I've done some digging. I've done some investigative Ooh. digging on okay. on these lists and who's on these lists. And I can tell you Kane Lee is not on, on it. Um, so uh, right now, Hugh Freeze is trying to manage a lot of things, for uh, Zach. Yeah. Uh, as a uh, first-year head coach in the SEC uh, for the second time, and uh Kay Lee is just one of these kids that's out there doing. He reminds me, you know, in terms of work ethic, he reminds me a lot of Jay Fair, just on the defensive side of the ball. Um, okay. sm- smart kid, does what he's asked. You know, again, never going to pop up on a list. The only list he's going to pop up on is hardest worker or or some, some records. Role. Yeah, some some records set in the weight room for something, right? Like, you know, uh, those are the only lists he's popping up on. So it's going to be interesting to see how a freshman does, because you got to remember there were some pretty highly touted uh, defensive backs that came in under Harson. Austin Osbury was a big one that Mm. came in and, you know, for, you know, K and Lee to come in and jump some of these guys, I think would be, I just think it would be interesting.
2: I do too, especially with his size, right? I mean, there was a lot of question on, can he play outside Mm -hmm. corner? Um, the, the staff seems to think so. And I do kind of wonder like long-term, is that where he's at? And I think if he starts there as a true freshman, it's probably where he's going to be for the, right. the, the bulk of his career. But I'm just thinking about the way Ron Roberts uses guys. And I think there's going to be a mixture of bump and run and playing off ball. I think Kay and Lee can do both, but with the whole like havoc rating, you in theory make quarterbacks uncomfortable. And when you're uncomfortable, you make more mistakes, you're mm-hmm. you're not as accurate. Mm-hmm. And I think Kay and Lee's ball skills. We saw this in that in, in the the high school all-star game and in the practices. He's so good at playing the ball when it's in the air oh, and, 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 and acting on it at its highest point. And like I love Nehemiah Pritchett, I really do.
0: He didn't get his head around.
2: He does not do, yeah. He, that's not his strength. Yeah, Just,
0: he doesn't get his around
2: is getting on the line of scrimmage and just making the receiver uncomfortable and hopefully taking him out of the play. Like the, I, And you hope that you've done enough. But if a well-thrown ball is there, I, uh, I just trust that he's going to make the play on the ball. DJ, yes, I think that's going to happen. Can Lee is a true freshman? Maybe. I mean, everything we hear about this guy is how special he is. So I, I, I think that's a dude I'd almost rather have on the field.
0: Yeah, listen, um, uh, uh, those ball skills translate to turnovers. They translate to mm, interceptions. Say it again. Say it again. They translate mm. to turnovers. They translate mm. to interceptions, and they translate to turnover on downs. They translate. They translate to punts. Yeah. They translate to your offense getting the ball back. And how many times has did we see an Auburn defensive back in position to make a play, but he just couldn't get his head around? And so you know, he's they're getting mossed, and they're you know, guys are catching balls over them because yeah. they just can't. They're they, no instinct when the ball is in the air. Right. Well, not let me not say no instinct, Zach, but like, I mean, let's be real. Interceptions has been a statistical category of defense that has waned at Auburn over the last turnovers in general. Yeah, yeah. It's been hard. Right. Mm -hmm. So they have definitely not been leading the league in that. Um, And so it's time for them. It's time for them to kind of step it up in that area. If this kid has the ball skills that you're hearing. Now, we've only seen one practice and we didn't see much when we went out there. Um, And you got to be I'm always wary of the spring The spring warriors, the guy that we hear like, oh, this guy is going to be the next thing. And we hear it all spring and then fall comes in. They go with the experience over the talent. So um, this is a big thing. I think that you're hearing about this kid, because this is probably to me, not probably. This is the most experienced position group. uh, And I think the most talented position group on this team right now for a freshman to come in and take a spot, you, you know,
2: corner or DB. Cause corner, there's really only four of them. Yeah, man, but they're a great group. They're very good. But They're a great I'm, group. I and mean, we're so. talking about like, let's just have some perspective on this. You're, okay. you're 100% right. Like JD rim is probably the fourth corner on this team. And he's so good. He's so good. I mean, he's so small good. sample size, different scheme, but like, I mean, we, we heard nothing but how incredible he was last fall. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, in theory, it's a scheme that should help him more with, 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 you know, with everything. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great situation to be in.
0: Yeah. Keontae Scott and DJ James are the best DBs on this team, right? Let's be real. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, uh, they're, they're going to be stars in this league. I'd be, I'd be shocked if one, if not, both of them are not all sec by the end of the season. Right. I think Keontae Scott has a chance to make some pre sec, um, Some uh, preseason list as far as all SEC is concerned as well too, based on what he did last year. So, um, you know, Can Lee, how does he fit into that? You know, we'll see.
2: Yeah, another DB. I guess I'll give you my other one. Um, Craig McDonald appears to be taking a lot of starting safety. The Iowa State guy. Okay, all right. And I just he's not talking you know, you just talk to folks like, all right, well, who's playing with who? And it's like, he seems to be playing with the starters a lot. And once again, like rotation early in spring, you know, how much stock can you put in it? But I think that's interesting because we all loved his ability coming from Iowa, uh, from Iowa State. We loved it. And I, I talked about, you know, we ranked the transfers multiple times last offseason, And it's like, yes, he's my guy. Like he is my number one dude. Right. And um, he never really played. It sounds like he was bad on an injury in fall camp and just wasn't 100% and never really kind of got fully into the rotation and then the the season just kind of happened and god forbid you sub guys out on defense last year. It is just, just, they just didn't do it. And so uh him him being a dude back there at safety I I'm a little su- I'm pleasantly surprised that I'm hearing his name when I talk to folks at practice.
0: Yeah, this was supposed to be an experience piece, right, that they brought in from Iowa State, I believe it was. Um, You know, so he's one of the older guys in the secondary, uh, you know, comparatively speaking to the kids that we have. And, you know, a wise man once said, Zach, that old McDonald had a farm. (laughs) And he is on the plains. So I think he has a chance to do well just because of that dad joke I just told
2: do you what? think he could possibly harvest some interceptions and some turnovers?
0: <laughs> I think so. I think he might uh, be able to harvest the crop of interceptions, possibly. you uh, from the safety <laughs> position. Um, I'm going to stop being ridiculous. but no, The dislikes
2: listen. are just piling up on this video. <laughs> yeah, I yep. can't
0: wait to see the comments on this. Uh, <laughs> so I thought I would steal your thunder there on the dad joke. This episode. Oh, you nailed
2: it. I didn't see that coming. I didn't <laughs> um, see that coming. Well done.
0: <laughs> uh, if you thought it was an actual wise man, I uh, I apologize. <laughs> anyway listen this guy is it, I, to me it will be an experience is it going to be an experience over you know talent deal and which direction does this staff go because i'll tell you what harson definitely his staff went the experience route i feel like at a lot of positions and i I don't oh i think that they didn't always get the most talented guys on the field and i, I don't think they did that um and Hugh Freeze, I think, will have more of a balance when it comes to that. That's the mm. impression that I'm getting. Yeah. So, yes, there will be some guys who will bring experience and they'll be incumbents and they'll 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 lean on that on field experience because you need guys who can be field generals in that regard. Right. right. But uh, you know, is Craig McDonald one of those guys who's just kind of been in the system, you know, injuries held him back, but you know, he gets on there and it's a guy nobody's talking about, but he comes in and it's just mature and dependable and solid. I mean, that's that's how I see Craig going.
2: Yeah. All right, so after a, a week of data, limited data, comment on the YouTube video down below who you think the winner this spring could be, or let us know in the Locked on Auburn Discord, social media, whatever it may be. Mike G., I want to get your thoughts. Mm. Who do you think now, with a week full of data and information, conversations, We've gotten to watch some practice. Mm-hmm. Who do you think could be the winner of spring? But first, our friends at FanDuel—they've got a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars going on right now. Mike G, it's probably the best event, sporting event of the year to uh, to bet on. Mm, Love Yep, with with March Madness and of course conference tournaments starting tonight. Be sure to get in on the action with FanDuel and look if you uh, if you miss on that first bet. There's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So there's no reason not to do it. Head over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, the NFL, and the mm. Locked On Podcast Network.
3: It's Kubota Orange Day. You shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
2: Mike Uh, G.
0: Zach, before you go, I'm going to throw to your sponsor, uh, uh, Bone, here. And I will tell you, I have a quick FanDuel story. Last NBA season, I put together a 20-leg parlay. 20? 20 20-leg. Okay. For basketball. And the last leg was Draymond Green, eight points or more. (laughs) And he played like a jerk the whole game and fouled out in the fourth quarter with six points. And I was so upset. The payout was 20 grand.
2: <laughs> so what I'm hearing is Draymond lost you twenty thousand dollars.
0: I was I, I root against him in all things in life now because of yeah. that. But it was a, it was fun to watch. I screenshot it because I was like nobody will believe that I ever put this parlay together, and it came up like two points short of winning. Unbelievable, well, unbelievable. Yeah. So play, yeah, sign up for Fanduel, yeah, Fanduel,
2: yeah. They're mm. good folks. They're mm. good folks. All right, we got a week of data now uh with mm. spring practice. Who do you think could potentially win spring? Who's who's a winner a month from now when we talk about these next few weeks?
0: Well, Zach, I'm so happy you asked. Because for me, right now, listen, old McDonald, McDonald had a farm. Those right. farm have those farms have gardeners. So I'm going with Nick Martiner. <laughs> Come on, man. Nick Martin has to be a he could be a huge winner this spring. No, that's a great practice. answer. Right now. At the open practice, um that second joke just didn't hit right. I'm going to work on that in the offseason. No, it hurt. So. <laughs> I mean, that's the goal.
2: It's like I felt physical pain from that. Well done.
0: So, well so done. Nick Marder passed us. Uh, I think you were standing by me, actually, in yeah. the open practice. And I was like, whoa, like this is a big. this is a big kid. Big and boy. I kept thinking to myself, you know, with some of the accuracy problems the quarterbacks have had, how mm. awesome would it be to have a receiver that can just go up and get anything thrown within three yards of him? That is the imp- that's the impression I got from Nick Martner, Not just in uh, you know observing him, uh, his size, but also uh, you know in the drills that he was in, he was just kind of with ease. Uh, he's got great body control, right? Right. So for a big guy. Uh, you know, he jumped for some balls and just the body control in the air was impressive. I think we saw uh Camden Brown uh display some impressive body control at times last year, jumping up to get balls. I, I Nick Marner gives me that impression. Then what did Hugh Freeze, there was a question asked of Hugh Freeze right after that practice about catch radius in our league. And he says, didn't Listen. you ask that? No, it you me. asked. Well, oh, I thought me. you asked
2: that. Okay.
0: And um because it's actually was, about
2: football. You're like the only one who actually asks questions about football.
0: You want to know about you about about freeze's shopping list? Um Goodness. so I I um I was like, you know, I thought it was interesting. And he listen, he gave a very uh comprehensive answer to that question about catch radius and why he thinks it's important in this league. Now, think through the history of college football about receivers with with quarterbacks that were just okay, but their receivers just kind of went up and caught everything around them. Right. You know, so they didn't have to be accurate. I mean, do you, does anybody – I might date myself a little bit with some of our listeners, but if you remember Kellen Winslow, catching Jr., catching passes from Ken Dorsey at Miami or Santana Moss or these guys who just would go up and catch – Ken Dorsey was probably one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the history of college football. Uh, but he had great receivers that could go up and just catch anything that was thrown their way, and right. I think that I think Oklahoma has experienced a lot of that with just having great receivers and average quarterbacks that are putting up Heisman numbers. Jason White, man, was he not one of the most overrated Heisman winners in history? But he yeah. played with some great receivers, and they had great running backs, obviously during his time there. I'm just thinking Nick Martner has a chance to be a guy for Robbie Ashford or T.J. Finley or Holden Garner or whoever comes in in the transfer portal, whether it's McCall or whoever. Sorry, Pete. Sawyer Pate at this point, according to you, okay. hey, all the all all the reps are even, baby, right? So Sawyer has a shot, um, and uh, you know he has a chance to be the ultimate safety net for the quarterback position this year. And all eyes are going to be on quarterback. Believe me, believe me. Now we asked a question on the War Report about whether this team can be good with without good quarterback play. Right. The guys all argue with me, saying, "Of course, there's a route to being good without good quarterback play." And I'm no, just like, "There's not." No, <laughs> well, no, not it depends what team. good is. Yeah, not you, for this team.
2: I think you can win. I think you can go seven and five with average quarterback play. No, no. But I don't think like most people want better than that,
0: right? Yeah. So, and, and this is something that I I would like to see debated in the comments of this this video, Zach, about quarterback play and mm-hmm. what level of quarterback play will be required. Or, you know, or what level of improved passing game is going to be required for this team to find success? And I define success as seven wins or more. Seven wins or more, right? So S- seven and five successful? Correct. Yeah. Listen, in year one. Uh, 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 yeah.
2: Context matters. Sure.
0: Five and seven with complete dysfunction all season and barely throwing the ball. Like everybody knew over the last four games, Auburn's going to run it like 50 times. Right. And they still found a way to to squeak out a win against an SEC opponent. They took, they gave Bama all they wanted, right? Yeah, like, you Mississippi know, State could. too. Sure, Mississippi State uh, to, to overtime.
2: But on the other side of that, like you've got Missouri, right? So I mean, it <laughs> right. all kind of washes
0: out. That <laughs> so somehow came out with the W there. So all I'm saying is, is that I do not think for this team, in the makeup of this team, and we'll see what the O line does. But like, I don't think for this team, there's a route. To eight wins without improved quarterback play. And significantly so, because 50%, when when I say significant, I mean 50% to low 60s is significant improvement, right? Because that's about where Auburn was at 50% completion percentage for both quarterbacks, for anybody who touched the field at quarterback. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the the receivers are going to play a big role in that. They've got to go out and they've got to catch those. Those balls, those 50-50 balls for these quarterbacks, because they're going to need that help. I think Nick Martyr has a chance to be a huge winner this spring with his size and his catch radius. If he becomes a different type of playmaker, maybe not a burner, Zach, mm-hmm. but a good possession receiver that can go over the middle, uh, you know, catch a fade down the sideline, you know, you know, a comeback route to the back shoulder. Come on, man, this guy can be a star here.
2: The success that we saw him have at Cincinnati, I mean, he kind of got behind defenses. So we'll see if he can do that here. Um, No doubt about it. All right, let's talk a little Hoopy Hoops action as uh, the SEC tournament begins tonight. Of course, Auburn won't play until tomorrow, but how far can Auburn go in the SEC tournament? We share our thoughts in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Be sure to join the Locked Out Auburn Discord. Over 1,700 Auburn fans strong. Always chatting about Auburn football, basketball, baseball, recruiting, whatever it may be. There's always stuff going on in there. It's free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. Mike G, Auburn with a definitive statement win against Tennessee this past weekend. There's some positive momentum. and Really, when you look at the last week of the season with the almost win against Alabama and then... How they played against Tennessee? It's like they're they're really like they really are peaking. Like it's just one win. Like since the Tennessee loss, they've got the best three point percentage in the SEC. Like there's a lot of good things about this team that are trending in the right direction. It's just guard play wins in March, and that's just the biggest. Uh, I think it's it. the biggest inconsistency when you look at this team. The upside's great. Wendell popping. KD popping, you know, Zep can score and be efficient. He's so good defensively, he can limit the opposing guard play. Mm -hmm. But it's just, can you do it for more than one game in a row? That's just, that's my biggest question.
0: Yeah, listen, I think that Auburn has a chance to actually win the SEC tournament. Now, I may be going full book here, but hear, hear hear me out. With the way that they've played and with the middle of the league kind of catching up to the top of the league a little bit this year, yeah. Uh, with eight teams now projected to make the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. I think if we – just to your point about guard play, if Wendell Green scores, this is going to be a really tough, tough team to beat. If he goes two for 14, what we're going to see is we're going to see one of those heartbreaking almost wins. Sure. That has become just a symptom of play for them. But if he goes eight for 14 and six for six from the free throw line like he did against Tennessee – Good luck. I mean, this is not a team anybody wants to see if he's playing like that. But consistency, to your point, is going to be the key for them. Now, um, Auburn has had a bad habit this year of playing up and down to competition. Doesn't matter how good or bad the team is, right? Uh, they lost. This team lost to Georgia Brad? this year. Lost the, the 13 seed in this SEC tournament. Yeah. Um, and... They, But they also took the number one team in the country. I think is the number one team in the country in my book. Uh, to overtime. And it was nowhere near a blowout the first time either. I mean, they led a lot in that game, in the first matchup. So you're not telling me that this team has no shot to make a run in March. Because here's the thing. Everybody's concentrated on what Auburn will do on the court. But, you know, tournament time is about getting hot at the right time. Me personally, I think... That Bama may have blown their load a little early. And this one, maybe. Right. And I could see this being a second round exit for Bama because they go uh, something something about shooting teams. That, that you can get you can, shooting teams can get loose streaks at the wrong time. And some team comes in and they muck it up and they play defense. And if the refs are calling the games fairly, Zach, hear me on this one. Bruce Pearl finally said screw it and called out the refs about calling the games fairly. And we had yeah. a fairly evenly called game against Tennessee and Auburn to me controlled that game from start to finish. I think they have a chance to do that in the tournament. If they're, they're going to be, if it's going to be called like we saw that Tennessee game. So I, yeah. I think they have a chance to take the SEC tournament. I don't like that. They might have to go through Kentucky. That's the team that scares me right now. They're playing good basketball at the right time. Yeah. I mean, you know, so we'll see.
2: As far as the NCAA tournament, Joe Lennardi currently has Auburn as a nine seed, playing in Sacramento in the West bracket against Florida Atlantic as the eight nine matchup. In the mm-hmm. winter taking on UCLA, um, but yeah, I think I think they're like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they want to play yeah. One seed. That's the downside of being an eight or a nine seed is if you win, you play the one seed. So mm-hmm. that's kind of kind of wild, but. Uh, I think UCLA is beatable. I think they just recently lost a guard, so that actually may be a good draw. And then you would be in a situation where you'd probably play Virginia, which that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. Get a little revenge action. Maybe they'll after, call a double dribble this time.
0: After Tennessee, uh Zach, uh after you know, covered that game. I was walking to my car and I ran into Bruce Burrow, right? He was in a great mood and he gave me some nutrition advice. He said, Hey, Mike. It's a great day out. Get that vitamin D. He screamed this. He screamed this at me through a gate. <laughs> right. And he was in such a good mood after the win. Right. And in my head, I'm like, hey, coach, get you some vitamin W, right? Dubs, baby, wins. <laughs> Did Four you window. yell that at him? No. Did I you didn't. yell that at him? Yeah. I thought about he, it after I was like, missed opportunity, Mike. Missed opportunity. <laughs> he would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> uh do you, so, do you
2: think Bruce Pearl's telling people like, so after the game, I saw Mike G. He was feeling good because <laughs> we just won. <laughs> And uh I yelled at him because I just love him so much. That's probably what he's telling people.
0: Oh my goodness. Uh the, the mood after the game for these guys, that win, I think was big for them psychologically. And that was the point of kind of telling that story. He's he's talked about how the team has been tired, about mm-hmm. how much they've had to go up against. Um, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know, you know, I don't think there's a player on this team that takes it harder when they lose than Wendell Green. Sure. I don't think there's a player that takes it harder. Uh this kid. Puts his heart and his soul out into the court, and I don't care how good or bad he's shooting, he leaves it. I, I, he leaves it. He never quit. He leaves it all on the court. Um, and so to see them, the mood, the rare mood they were in, and, and don't don't underestimate. This was senior night, right? This might be some of them, their last game in Neville, right? It was in their home, in their home court. Now, it was the, the only
2: chance they would play another one is if they would have done the NIT thing. But the win, the win makes them a tournament team.
0: Well, so. Bruce was. Uh, He's campaigning for some COVID years, definitely, for this team. You know how last year was like Walker and Javar are gone? We ain't even talking about that. Yeah. It doesn't have that same energy with this team. And, you know, there's a lot of experience that could potentially return. So making the tournament is huge. I don't care how deep. People or not deep. People think that Auburn can or will or will not go in this tournament. The yeah. extra games for these guys, if they decide to return, will make Auburn a force next year in 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 college basketball. I promise you, because you know what did mm-hmm. we hear last year when they got when they got beat by Miami? Was it some? It was they were just a more experienced. They were a senior laden team, senior and juniors going up against a really young team. And yeah, you know, I, I don't they, think they they a lot together. of these guys are
2: coming back though. I think like no. I think Allen's no gone. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Moore's gone. I think Jalen okay. comes back. Okay. Um, and then I think the guard is gonna be really interesting. You think Broom but... comes back? Yes.
0: Okay, because cause to me it's Jalen, Broom, Wendell. You know, I don't think there's any chance that Wendell goes. But you know, broom. Let's see if he, you know, what kind of advice he gets if he tests it. I would like to see him come back. You know, Bruce Pearl is in the unique position that he has to replace his best player every year. This could be the first year he's not replacing his best player, which to me right now is Jalen Williams.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. It's either him or Um, But I, I think mo- I think most nights it's it's Jalen, and I mm-hmm. think they'll both come back. So I'm with you, Mikey. How can people love you? Give you some love. Listen to you. Watch you. Whatever it may be.
0: All right. Well, if you want to hear more of these corny dad jokes, go on over to YouTube. <laughs> type in the war report. Uh, we have a good time over there. Our building report series is on fire right now, man. So we're interviewing everybody. We had a great talk with Jeff Graba from Auburn Gymnastics. He talked about why Auburn is uh, got the target on their back uh, with SUNY. Lisa. Everybody wants to beat us with SUNY because we are the joint. Out here, and, and these interviews are so much fun. We're bringing you guys that. Please support our content. Subscribe. Help us. We just hit ten thousand. Zach, you're about to hit ten thousand. We did it while
2: we, while we were recording this. Oh my goodness!
0: Um, Amazing. Congratulations, my friend. Thank uh, you. Buddy. Looking forward to the next ten thousand. So when we hit twenty uh, <laughs> uh, thousand, and take over the universe. That's right. I'm looking forward to it. So that's uh, right. Please subscribe.
2: Yep. Yep. Give them. Some love for sure. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com. Tune in tomorrow. A little Crutin' Thursday hey. headed your way. This has been Locked on Auburn.
3: The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts